when you think you're having a bad day and then you read about a man who was trapped in a porta potty after a tree fell on it and trapped him inside the porta potty that does not sound like a good day <laughs> now he was rescued and apparently he was fine they said they treated it like a car entrapment and they cut away the tree with the chainsaw and then they cut the portable toilet open with another saw Woof! nastiness to have that thing have you trapped inside a porta potty <laughs> complete uh, nastiness but i guess the man was fine he was taken to a hospital with injuries not considered life threatening i'm sure many of those injuries were considered shower friendly injuries though <sighs> nasty welcome welcome to chewing the fat so the man stuck in the porta potty was there because of high winds and storms that uh, you know knocked over the tree and then you know knocked over the porta potty and had him trapped in there. Well, that's because we have uh, high winds and storms on the way. More to come. More severe weather is on the way. For those of you listening live, today is the third of May, 2021. A rare tornado emergency was issued overnight. A total of 23 reported tornadoes struck across four states, 18 of them in Mississippi, one in Louisiana, two in Nebraska, and one in Colorado. Uh, really, really crazy weather going on. And it was a rare tornado emergency. That's what they called it in Tupelo, Mississippi. And uh, law enforcement had also reported seeing extensive residential damage in uh, the area of the Elvis Presley Museum. Can't have that. And there's no scope on how big the damage was. There were a total of 84 damaging storm reports, including damaging winds, large hail from Colorado to Wisconsin with severe winds as high as 93 miles per hour in Colorado. Now they're saying a new storm is coming out of the Rockies and will bring new severe weather threat from the plains to the Midwest and from Texas to Ohio. Damaging winds, large hail will be the biggest threat. Few tornadoes could be possible from Oklahoma to Arkansas, Western Kentucky, Southern Illinois, and up into Indiana. <laughs> the same storm moves into the Gulf Coast and Southeast tomorrow, which would be Tuesday, the 4th of May, 2021, with more severe weather expected from Louisiana to west virginia the biggest threat will be damaging winds and large hail with more potential for a few tornadoes from louisiana to mississippi and into alabama and tennessee so that having been said for those of you listening live and listening in the united states of america be careful <laughs> severe weather is on the way <laughs> wow and for those of you that have pools um, Poolmageddon is here. It's a chlorine crisis. <laughs> if you have a pool, uh, which I don't anymore. I don't have a pool at the house I'm living at now. I had one for many years. And uh, while they're nice to have, they're also a pain to, you know, keep up. But there's a widespread 
chlorine shortage. So pool supply stores have imposed quantity restrictions. And for those of you that have pools, you may have already started to feel the chlorine shortage with the restrictions. The prices for chlorine tablets have already doubled from last year. Now, the excuse is the swimming pool boom uh, created because of the pandemic, which, you know, made the demand for chlorine higher. Then a major chemical plant in Louisiana burned, um, you know, pretty much burned down. And uh, that resulted in a shortage, too, because that plant went offline. Now, it's going to get worse before it gets better. Where have we heard that before? Almost in everything have we heard that it's going to get worse before it gets better? Now, many people would say, hey, <laughs> look what just happened uh, with uh, you know our new administration. So you know it's going to get worse before it gets better. I know. I know. Now, it's also going to get a lot more expensive. Now, many companies, pool service companies, have started to stockpile chlorine. But, you know, you're going to have to go from tablets to powdered chlorine to liquid chlorine and then to non-chlorinated shocks and stuff that you can use that, you know, are going to run out. Uh, these pool uh, pool companies are saying, uh, yeah, it's going to, we're going to run out. Wow. Now, it was a writer <laughs> who called it pool Mageddon. But uh, it's amazing what's going, what's coming with chlorine now some of the companies there's two other big companies that make chlorine this uh, occidental petroleum and clear on corporation now when asked about it occidental said oh we we can't comment on production oh uh what about clear on yeah we can't provide specific production targets either so big chlorine hiding behind there we can't give specific production uh, estimates their their mask but the company that burned down the bio lab which burned last august right after hurricane laura that plant uh, in lake charles louisiana expects to resume operations in spring of next year 2022 and you know they of course we know how essential our products are to everyday families at home that's why we're investing 170 million dollars in rebuilding our bio lab facility it will be even bigger and better. And once complete, the plant will operate at 30% greater production capacity. Well, that's wonderful. Until then, though, we're going to be paying a huge amount of money for chlorine. They're talking about a typical 50-pound bucket of chlorine was running anywhere from $75 to $85. Within the last year, it's now 140 bucks. And they're talking about it going up to about $160 in the near future. And there's a limit to one or two buckets when it used to be an unlimited amount. So if you have a pool, get your chlorine now if you want to stick with chlorine. Now there's, you know, you can turn your pool into a saltwater system. And, you know, that'll cost you, you know, probably, oh, we can turn this thing around in, you know, a couple of months or quicker for, you know, depending on how much you want to spend between two and $5,000. Oh, uh, okay. So, and they're talking about, uh, even more than that really, but, and they're also saying that those systems are short because so many people are demanding them. So 
<laughs> it'll be a lot of pools just sitting there getting green this year just sitting there getting green and man there is nothing like jumping into a nice cool refreshing green pool in the middle of the summer speaking of green water or subterranean congealed waste remember remember way back in 2018 when the east london district of whitechapel had a severe blockage this fat berg and in fact uh, part of it is at the display at the london museum it was 130 tons 11 double-decker buses was removed last year 820 feet long and it was uh this nasty nastiness blocking the sewer drains and it was i mean they spend i don't know a million a month on you know clearing blockages throughout but another huge fatberg has just happened again uh, outside of london this one is about a half a mile long and weighs 330 tons and it's clogging the sewer in this city and there's going to be weeks before they can unclog this congealed my oh man do i not want to be a part of that but according to the company and the workers they're blaming uh, you know unflushable products like wipes diapers sanitary products being flushed you know down the toilet and um, according to them it's probably good advice that uh, you know it's uh, better to leave your cooking fat to cool before disposing of it in the trash can and stick to only flushing the three p's pee poo and toilet paper everything else should go into the trash because otherwise sooner or later we have to deal with a fatberg and uh, then it you know you have rising water levels and everything gets backed up and it's nastiness so uh if you don't want nastiness (laughs) in your town i think america is a little bit better at this although i don't know you know heck we could be living on the edge of a fatberg at any given time in any city in america and we're just not aware of it because i don't want to know uh just take care of it please Uh, you know it's all you know you take care of the sewage problem yep okay great no problem good for you thank you Whatever we pay you ain't enough, but you just do the job, okay? Thank you. I mean, they're spending a million a month to a million and a half a month in London to clear the blockages. I'd be interesting to see what we spend here in the U.S. and if we actually do avert fatbergs by how we do things differently or if we don't and we're just lucky because, uh, boy, I do not want to have to be messing with fatbergs. And then if the fatberg, think of this now, you're, you're blocked up and you know you can't use the sewage system because of the nastiness down the way at the fatberg oh now you're talking about getting backed up at the house too Ooh, nastiness so i see a story this weekend that uh, has the headline if you could call yourself 10 years ago and speak for one minute what would you say what would you tell yourself 10 years ago and it said share your thoughts and then there's uh they have about 10 or 15 people here that have commented on what they would tell themselves that they used for the story and it got me thinking about 
wow, 10 years ago, what would I say to me 10 years ago today? And, uh, and then I saw a tweet, I think it was from Keith Malinak, actually, from uh, Pat Gray Unleashed, who was, uh, quote, tweeting a tweet. The tweet was, I missed the world how it was 10 years ago. I feel like most of us do. I wish we could all just agree to go back to it. Now, maybe that particular tweet was commenting on, you know, after seeing the same story that I just saw about what would you say to yourself 10 years ago if you could speak for one minute. Uh, and then, uh, you know, Keith had, uh, quote tweeted that asking if you could go back to a specific year during your lifetime and have things the way things were, but you'd still be the same age you, you are now, what year would you pick and why? And he answers 1997, give me pre nine 11 world without smartphones, but a world with the internet and you know okay you know 1997 it got me thinking about wow life pre 9-11 wow and then i got to thinking about lifetimes you know i always joke around about that was a different lifetime ago when i talk about i see pictures or you think of something that happened and i talk about it on this show a lot you know that was just that was another lifetime ago and i pretty much figured that for me and, and you think for yourself now uh, how it works. But I figured that I think every seven years of my life has been a big change. There's, it hasn't, you know, so every seven years there's been a big change in my life, which means that I've started a new lifetime, which, you know, every seven years is a, you know, a different lifetime. You get it. So then I went back and I read the story about the, what would you say to yourself 10 years ago if you could speak for one minute and you know you would share your thoughts today and uh it got me thinking about uh keith's question about uh you would be the same age that you are now but you would go back but would you have experienced all that you've experienced and then go back or are you just going to be you know your age now and go back to that year kind of, I mean, I don't know, without the experiences, I don't know that you gain anything from that, but I was interested in the people who commented on, in the story that they used for the story, uh, you know, going back, if you could call yourself 10 years ago, speak for one minute, what would you say? Now, the first one is enjoy that hair while you can. <laughs> <laughs> for the love of God, get your driver's license. If you don't, you're going to get hit by a car. Don't, oh God, I would say, don't be scared. Get an education and find a good job. Now I'm stuck in a miserable retail job. Finish school, you a-hole. Stay away from Susan. Do not date Susan. She will ruin your life. Wow, Susan does not sound like a fun person. Number six. Two major points. Invest in Apple, and you aren't marrying that girl you're seeing right now. (laughs) There was having a rambler and a gambler. Put all your money in Bitcoin. Oh, yeah, Patriots win Super Bowl 49, 51, and 53. Put your life savings on each one. (laughs) Well, that's assuming that you go back, you know, and so you have all the knowledge of everything that happened, and you're assuming that you going back doesn't change the outcome of the future yet to come right because if you start messing with stuff like that you're going to mess up the whole outcome of things right uh number eight be in charge of your own life don't live your life according to what your mom wants you to do do what you want to do take some deep breaths bro you need to chill out it gets worse (laughs) 
<laughs> uh, relax and enjoy. You're worthy of the experience. This is number 10 commenting. I don't know. Is this a minute long? About 10 years ago, I got a job at Google and the worst part of the experience were my insecurities. I was 49-year-old, ancient by Google standards, self-taught programmer. I got my non-programming degree from a backwoods school, but to make up for it, I got really, really crappy grades. I had no big data experience, and at the time, I hadn't programmed in any of Google 4's development languages, C++, Python, Java, JavaScript. Add all this to my normal insecurities, and I really felt like I was outclassed by everyone else at the company. I spent every day expecting to be fired for gross incompetence. There's no way to go through life. The experience would have been so much better if I just ignored my insecurities. I still would have been dumbest effing programmer at Google, but I would have at least been much, much happier. So, be interested to know, you know, what he got out of Google. If they, you know, any of the investments helped him get over his insecurities. Um, tell your dad he has to go to the doctor and check his heart. It will save his life. Okay, well, will it? Because if you're going back, anyway, I, I know I'm getting too philosophical. Uh, tell mom and grandma you love them. They won't be here in 10 years. For the love of God, don't start drinking. It'll destroy you. <laughs> uh, wow, this one. Don't move to the coast. It ends horribly and you'll get stabbed. Put down the drugs. You'll regret it in five years. Go to the dentist. That S is important. See your nanny. She dies in two years. You'll miss her more than you realize. Don't drink at your mom's wedding. She still loves you, but hot damn, you hurt her. Be nice to your sister. She's going through a lot, too. She won't tell you, but she needs you. Most importantly, go back to school. Get your education. You'll need it when you're a 21-year-old single mom struggling to support yourself and a toddler. That was for Eliza, who I'm guessing is, you know, this person's sister. Number 15, do something for yourself. Your friends will leave you. Your girlfriend will leave you. Your job doesn't matter. Don't waste your time and energy on people that will forget about you in 10 years. Do something for yourself. Do it because you want to do it, not because you hope other people will like you for it. Live like you mean it. Forget the haters. Wow, that sounds like Tony Robbins. <laughs> I mean, not for the you know the girlfriend leaving you and the jobs, but do something for yourself. Do it because you want to do it, not because you hope other people will like you for it. Live like you mean it. Forget the haters. So, I mean, really fascinating for someone to think about. You should email me. I'd be fascinated your thoughts on on that question. That's a that's a really really interesting. Both questions are really interesting. The one that uh, uh, gives you a going back. Uh, what year would you pick and why? What year, if you could just go back uh, to a specific year in your lifetime, and but you'd be the age that you are now, right? Or the, well, everybody's talking about 10 years ago. So we'll stick with 10 years. Email me, chewingthefatattheblaze.com. If you could ask yourself 10 years ago and speak for one minute, what would you say? Now, it might be stay on the same course. You know, not a lot of these are, and I'd be interested, it'd be fascinating to see how many responses this uh, this article got it was I got it from uh, what website is this anyway oh Uber Facts some silly website called Uber Facts but I was uh, it'd be interesting to hear if this was all uh, this was from Ask Reddit users and answers this question so they picked out fifteen of them but some of them might be good but most of these sound like uh, they were regrets and uh, you know they wanted to you know they wanted you to have no regrets and so you needed to become you know, a better you. Don't worry about the little stuff. So I'd be interested in your 
answers to that question. If you could call yourself 10 years ago and speak for one minute, what would you say? What would you tell yourself 10 years ago? Chewing the fat at theblaze.com. All right, let's go to the break room. I need something cold to drink desperately. Remember, we talked last week about uh, China shooting off this rocket that was taking uh, the new part to the space station. And they've got, you know, a whole bunch of new uh, uh, liftoffs uh, going up into space because they're building their own space station, right? Well, now we find out that uh, the core stage on the rocket uh, didn't, um, <clears throat> didn't leave the rocket ship and it reached orbit and now is unpredictably heading back to earth so and we don't know when that's going to be and we don't know where it's going to hit we just have to kind of keep an eye out uh, you know we don't know it's uh, you know it's it's going to make its uncontrolled re-entry over the next days or week and we're not sure about the growing the interaction with the atmosphere and the drags it to earth so it could be that it burns up it could be that it doesn't burn up and it smashes into somewhere on the planet we just don't know where so the first launch of the 5b also saw the same thing happen and it made an uncontrollable re-entry six days later and it made it into the atlantic ocean but they're saying that well you know had it taken place i mean i know there's you know hindsight but it talked about well, you know, if it had taken place 15 to 30 minutes earlier, that uh, the debris that wasn't destroyed by the heat of the reentry uh, probably could have landed on U.S. soil. Oh, uh, oh, okay. Well, no, no, no problem. So we should just kind of be on the lookout for this thing. Yeah, it's just a big piece of rocket. It's, you know, it's a building size. <laughs> you know, heading toward could possibly maybe, uh, maybe not. We don't know. I mean. What are we doing in our space agency? I mean, maybe we need Elon to, uh, you know, maybe take over NASA or at least head, I don't know, the World Space Agency, something. I mean, we just had space agencies around the world took part in a NASA simulation of an asteroid impact scenario. That's what they were doing. It It was a test. And the experts who participated learned about a fictitious asteroid's trajectory and had to react to it. Well, they didn't react properly and didn't know what to do, so it would have hit Europe. Oh, uh, okay. So, I mean, I mean, there's obvi- obviously, uh, you know, the Americans are and the other and the Chinese are like, ah, Europe, ah. So, but uh, how about no? How about no to that? We don't want it to hit the earth. I don't care where it hits. We don't want it to hit the earth. So they were completely, and to quote this story, bamboozled. (laughs) These group of experts from U.S. and European space agencies did a week-long exercise led by NASA, and they faced this hypothetical scenario. 
it was 35 million miles away approaching the planet could hit within six months with each passing day of the exercise the participants learned more about the asteroid's size the trajectory and the chance of impact and they had to cooperate and use their technical knowledge to see if anything could be done to stop the space rock we don't know and we didn't know what to do and we're not sure so uh yeah no it would have hit europe and uh that would have been <laughs> that's all we could do hey good luck god bless it's coming so it was only two-thirds of the asteroid 460 feet in size or maybe a little bit bigger or a little bit smaller we really don't know <sighs> so it would have been just eh. Ah, no, yeah, I would have hit Europe. Eh, that's the way to go. Listen, we'll try again next year, okay? <laughs> Don't you worry about it. I mean, they know now. Remember back in way back in 2018, uh, June 2nd, 2018, an asteroid was seen headed toward Earth, 38,000 miles an hour, and it was going to impact Earth, and then nobody could do anything about it. And according to this story, I love how the the astronomers were beside themselves with excitement. Were they? <laughs> okay, uh, no problem. So apparently, and then it hit uh, it uh, started burning up in the atmosphere, and uh, five feet long, weighing about the same as an adult African elephant. And I, they're saying that it posed no threat, huh? okay but it uh was a big fireball and it went over botswana and it darkened the sky before exploding 17 miles above ground with the force of 200 tons of tnt probably not a great day in botswana (laughs) Uh, fragments fell like extraterrestrial buckshot into a national park there in botswana so, of course, the Botswanan scientists and guides joined with international meteorite experts to hunt for the asteroid's wreckage. Now, they found 24 individual meteorites, and thanks to the telltale geology of these rocky leftovers, op- observations of their path to Earth, and the memories of a dead NASA spacecraft, scientists were unable to unspool the history of this asteroid so they figure that it's a 22 million year journey from the asteroid belt to botswana so we don't know if any more is count why i mean are coming we don't know if they're out there we just know eh, we couldn't do anything about it last time and we certainly couldn't do anything about it this past week so on the fake one we couldn't do anything about it with the real one doesn't put my whole lot of faith from me into our space program as far as uh you know keeping an eye on asteroids that could hit the earth and i know you know if you quote the movie the documentary (laughs) armageddon uh you know when the president asked dan we didn't see this thing coming begging your pardon sir but it's a big ass sky and i know don't look at me like that he was talking before he did said that he talked about their uh, collision budget and how much money they had and they could only keep track of so much and that's when he said begging your pardon sir but it's a big ass guy got it did you see where verizon 
is selling Yahoo and AOL businesses to the Apollo Global Management Team for $5 billion. So I guess Verizon is going to get out of the media business and just get into their internet provider businesses. But uh, $5 billion, okay, have fun. And Apple and Fortnite are going to court, and it starts today, you know, for their app fights and their store payment systems. So we'll see what happens with that case. That's supposed to go on for the next, I don't know, three or four weeks. But, uh, you know, that app store for Apple... Brought in $54 billion in revenue last year. So it's a big fight worth a lot of money, especially for Fortnite as they go up against Apple to try to take on their own uh, their own app business. So we'll see how that works out in the end. Plus, uh, speaking of uh, epic things that you can do with your life, uh, you can subscribe to this podcast. That's right. Chewing the Fat with Jeff Fisher. That's me. Uh, You can subscribe on any platform. There's a plethora of platforms out there. You can just choose one, whatever warms the cockles of your heart, and then subscribe to this podcast. It's free. I know. You're saying to yourself, how is that possible? I don't know, but it's possible and it's free. So all you have to do is subscribe to Chewing the Fat. And it's brought to you by the people who do commercials on this podcast show along with commercials on the blaze radio and podcast network that's how we give it to you for free just so you know and you might as well subscribe to my social media platforms as well twitter at jeffy jfr jeff fisher radio for facebook instagram and parlor and you might as well subscribe to my youtube channel chewing the fat with jeff fisher all of those by the way as well as you know prices are going up on everything But they are free. What I just mentioned to you are free. So you're welcome. No, no, no. No, 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 no. No, thank you. But you're welcome. So as long as we're in the break room, you know, last week we talked about uh, the couple companies that are banning political discussions. And Basecamp was one of them as they banned political discussions at work. And we wanted people just to work on software. We didn't. We didn't care about your little political leanings while at work. And we joked around about break room whispers. Well, they didn't even want to do that. I mean, following the ban on political discussions, about 60 people left. <laughs> they accepted buyouts and they just left, uh, citing new company policies. Many cited that as the reason that they were leaving. And I mean, they weren't even going to hang around for the break room whispers. They didn't even want to say that uh you know hey you know that tim scott he's an oreo isn't he no not really yes he is you don't know what you're talking about and thank god hillary clinton finally said thrilled that biden is pushing the agenda as far as possible working americans are suddenly realizing they need the government oh hey boss hey how you doing now we're just working on the new software i mean they don't even want to whisper into the break room they just left have a nice day i mean it's incredible But it's kind of a good move on Basecamp's part. At least, you know, that's getting rid of some people that uh, they maybe wanted to get rid of and then uh, didn't want to fire them or have to go through the whole, you know, the whole battle. We just changed some policies and they'll be pissed that we changed the policies and they'll lead. Okay. Um, (laughs) You don't even want to whisper in the break room? No, I don't want to whisper in the break room. If I can't say it out loud, then I'm not going to do it. 
but whispers are out loud. They're just soft out loud. Yeah. No, I don't want to do it. If I can't say that Trump bad, Biden good out loud and tell people who like Trump or or that are Republicans that they're out of their minds, then I don't want to be here. Okay. Talk to you later. Well, maybe not. Maybe I won't talk to you at all anymore. Take care. Remember way back when with uh, the Beverly Hillbillies and the song was California is a place you ought to be. Yeah, maybe it's not so much the place you ought to be these days. So they're preparing to issue early release credits for approximately 76,000 inmates. (laughs) Uh, That will end well. I'm sure more than 63,000 inmates convicted of violent crimes will be eligible for good behavior credits and shorten their sentences by one third instead of one fifth that had been in place in 2017. That includes 20,000 inmates who are serving life sentences with the possibility of parole. And they, you know, they're doing this because they want to reduce the state's prison population. Over 10,000 inmates who were convicted of a second serious but nonviolent offense under the state's three strikes law will be eligible for release after serving half of their sentences. All minimum security inmates in work camps, including those in firefighting camps, will be eligible for the same month of earlier release for every month they spend in the camp, regardless of the severity of their crime. So that's going to end well, right? Uh, That's good, right? The new prison policies uh, will go into effect or are in effect as we speak. (laughs) What's the the date on the story is May 1st. So it says we'll go into effect Saturday. So it's either uh, gone into effect on that day, which was, uh, you know, which was May 1st, or it goes into effect on the 8th. Uh, So it says uh, go into effect on Saturday. Since this story was on Saturday the 1st, I'm guessing the 8th. And uh, good good news. Good news for California. What could possibly go wrong when you release, I don't know, 76,000 inmates? No, really. What could possibly go wrong? For those of you that have wondered, I wonder what happened to Saturday Night Live. Why aren't they funny anymore? Well, you know, maybe I can tell you a little bit about why they're not funny anymore. So Elon Musk is going to be their special guest host coming up this weekend. And uh, cast members have said they don't want to have to do it. They don't want to work with Elon Musk. Why? Well, because he's rich. <laughs> what? So he tweeted out, and I, we've talked about it as well, about his tweet. Says, Let's find out just how live Saturday Night Live really is. And one cast member said, what the F does that even mean? You know, if you don't know what that means, Bowen Yang, you're an idiot and shouldn't be on television. A, it was Elon's way of joking around and giving a jab to the SEC, the Securities and Exchange Commission, not the uh, college football SEC. I'm sorry. 
not the Southeastern Conference. They do all kinds of sports. It's not just football. But, so that's what it meant. It was just a joke from Elon. It doesn't take a genius to figure that one out. Now, according to this story, um, they claim that uh, we we shouldn't have to work with them and that they don't make cast members who are unhappy with the guest host do the show. Lauren Michaels won't ever make them do anything they don't want to do. Really? Well, then I hope he fires them if they don't want to do it. It's their show. It's a stupid comedy show. Make something that's funny, please, and use Elon at your best. I mean, look, even Fallon joked around about it, and Fallon's line was funny. He said, I hope uh, <laughs> I hope the billionaire will uphold the SNL tradition of hosts giving a couple of million dollars to each cast member. That's funny. Come on now. Now that's the way you take a jab at him. Make him come in with a bunch of money. I could write a couple of scripts for you, Saturday Night Live. Might be kind of funny for you. And now they're saying that Miley Cyrus uh, has been blasted for signing up to perform on Musk's episode after some fans claimed he's destroying the planet and doesn't like women. What are you even talking about? So the rehearsals start tomorrow, for those of you listening live. Uh, today is the third, so they start on Tuesday the 4th. We'll see uh, We'll see what happens. Elon shows up, does a couple of tweets. Maybe I hope he runs a couple of them off. And of course, at the end of this story, they talk about, in an interview last September, he downplayed the risks of coronavirus, adding he won't get the COVID-19 vaccine. Okay, so make a bit about him getting the vaccine then. Do something funny. I mean, it's agonizing. And one of the cast members actually uh, reposted a tweet from Bernie Sanders that called it a moral obscenity that the 50 wealthiest people in America today own more wealth than the bottom half of our people. So, I don't know, A.D. Bryant, maybe you just take a break from trying to be funny and go work for base camp. Oh, wait, no, you couldn't work for them either now, could you? Well, I guess you could if you were going to be the, you know, part of the break room whisperers. But other than that, you couldn't work for them. <laughs> it's just unbelievable to me that I'll just leave it at that. It's just unbelievable to me. Speaking of Elon, though, I see where his uh, co-founder of Neuralink, Max Hodak, announced that he is no longer working with the brain tech company. Weird. I mean, he started that company with Elon, and he's the one who quoted about, uh, you know, it possibly, uh, you know, could make Jurassic Park really weird so he doesn't there was no uh there was no comment on what happened um you know there's a lot of money involved that's for sure and you know Neuralink has been i mean they are on the edge of creating something really cool with superhuman uh cognition and they want to solve autism and allow paralyzed people to operate smartphones or robotic limbs with their minds i mean we saw what he did with the monkey uh just amazing with these uh neuralink implants so i don't know what uh what made uh, max hit the road but he sent out a tweet that said some personal news i am no longer at neuralink as of a few weeks ago i learned a ton there and remain a huge cheerleader for the company onward to new things so really weird really weird be fascinating to find out what actually went down 
And there's another bit you could use on Saturday Night Live, their cast that doesn't know how to do things funny. Maybe you do a Neuralink bit where you put Neuralinks all over everybody's body and do something funny with it. I'll write some stuff up for you if you want. Call me. I will say it's going to be good for ratings. So perhaps maybe this is all just a put on anyway. Maybe SNL is just doing this for more promotion to get more people to watch. That would not surprise me. That's a good move on their part, by the way, if that's the fact, if that's actually fact, but I doubt it. I just feel like in today's world, that's something that they wouldn't do. They feel like they have to make their, their stand against the evil rich person. But I mean, it's good promotion. I mean, Elon's going to draw a crowd and, uh, he should, if, if they don't want him, he could do his own special and, you know, draw bigger ratings and, and just put it on <laughs> by time on the other networks opposite of SNL. And I guarantee you, Elon will have bigger ratings for, I offered for Elon to come on chewing the fat. He can DM me on Twitter at Jeffy JFR, or he can email me chewing the fat at the blaze.com. He's welcome here anytime. I'm okay with his evil richness. I would love to talk to Elon Musk. So chewing the fat and Jeff Fisher is here for you, Mr. Musk, Elon, and uh, anytime, anytime. Was Elon at the Kentucky Derby? I mean, I don't know. I didn't see. I saw where, you know, the other regular stars of the 51,838 people at Churchill Downs uh, were there celebrating. I saw they were having big fun with Tom Brady and Aaron Rodgers there. Aaron looked like just a regular doofus like he normally does. And Tom always dresses up for the Kentucky Derby in Derby attire. I don't know if Elon was there. Probably not. Medina Spirit won the 147th running of the Kentucky Derby. And I, I got to love the Kentucky Derby. They all tried to get him to stop singing the state song, My Old Kentucky Home, because uh, they've sung it there for the last hundred years. But people who claim the state song of Kentucky is racially insensitive, uh, we're going to go ahead and play it. And uh, even though you think it may be racially insensitive, uh, we're going to go ahead and play it. And uh, the University of Louisville Marching Band will play the song while more than 160,000 spectators in attendance sing the lyrics. Have a nice day. So it does seem that we're starting to get just a little pushback to these, uh, to these woke crowd that believes that these stupid traditional songs need to go away. No, if you're there, you just don't have to sing it with them. Okay. <laughs> it's okay. It's part of the tradition of the Kentucky Derby. If you don't like it, don't go to the Derby. Don't watch the race. Don't participate in it. Then that's how you make your statement. Okay? Okay, good. All right, so on Friday we talked about India and how bad their COVID-19 numbers were and how we still did not have a travel ban with India. Well, later, after uh, we left uh, chewing the fat, the administration, President Biden, uh, decided that he was going to ban most travel to U.S. from India to limit the COVID-19 spread. But he wasn't going to start it until Tuesday, which makes no sense to me. Why wait? Um, he said he was going to impose these new travel restrictions on India, and the new restrictions will take effect on Tuesday which is the 4th of May, tomorrow. Why wait 
It doesn't make any sense. We still have travel bans with other countries. Why are we waiting? Why did we wait from Friday? And I was asking even on Thursday and Friday, what the heck are we doing? Just didn't make any sense to wait on this travel ban. And now we have Brazil on fire. We have hospitals are reportedly full in Argentina with uh, the coronavirus. And Indian scientists from you know, India, not our Indian scientists, have flagged virus mutations that could evade the immune response. So, I mean, we need to stop this travel now. What the current surge in cases in India are with this variant called B1617 that is to blame. But they're saying that B1617 had a higher growth rate than other variants circulating in India. And there's other variants that are coming to fruition that they're saying they they don't even get an immune response to it so stop travel i mean right i don't even know why we waited i don't even know why they allowed it and i saw someone say well they needed people to get out well they had already been warned we talked about that they'd already been warned to get out week at least a week ago maybe even longer than that hey it's getting bad get out now take uh Take whatever flight you can and get out of the country if you're an American. It's just amazing to me that we are waiting. It's all just amazing. But things are turning around in some places. I know that uh, Wuhan, I don't know why Wuhan, China is so important to the COVID-19 story, but it is. And they have opened up, uh, they're back open. They had a big music festival this weekend. Thousands of people attended the Strawberry Music Festival. It's the first day of a five-day May Day national holiday. Revelers in the central Chinese city danced, bounced, and screamed with delight. And some of their favorite acts took the stage. And by gosh, it's a good thing they weren't in D.C. Because D.C. has banned dancing at indoor and outdoor wedding receptions. Man, it makes you want to live there, doesn't it? How about we make them a state? Um, How about no? So, D.C. just banned dancing at indoor and outdoor weddings. Amazing. So, now all these wedding planners are trying to get these uh, weddings moved outside of D.C. They've had these, you know, springtime, summer weddings coming in D.C. And no. The latest order allows indoor weddings at 25% capacity or 250 people. But... Standing and dancing at receptions are not allowed. (laughs) Oh, okay. So now are we going to have security at all of these weddings and arrest people for standing up at a wedding? Are we going to arrest people for dancing at a wedding? Well, yeah. I mean, I'm sure that, uh, you know, the people in D.C., Mayor Bowser, that's exactly what she wants. Just agonizing and i know we have the you know the new mask mandate extended into september for planes trains and buses which is really good news i mean there's nothing there's nothing better than you having to wear a mask everywhere and you know obviously it's not everywhere but between getting the vaccine and wearing a mask it just seems to me that if you want people to get the vaccine and you want to make this such a big deal, which they are. I mean, you can't turn on the television without a commercial. 
and they announced that they were going to spend all this money on commercials and promoting getting the vaccine and yet they want you to get the vaccine but you're still not going back to what is perceived as the normal life i don't understand i don't understand i sound like the dingleberries from snl what does that even mean well it means that you're gonna have to wear your mask uh whether you want to or not well if you want to use the planes or trains or buses uh, under federal statutes you're gonna have to wear a mask now nevada sex workers are saying they're coming back (laughs) they now of course they've adjusted to covid safety measures and they're offering deals as the brothels are set to reopen so we're getting things back to normal damn it brothels across nevada are going to reopen for business coming this saturday and man they are excited to do it legal sex workers returning to the workplace are adjusting to new covid19 safety measures such as masks temperature checks hoping hoping to encourage clients to return some sex workers are also offering deals on their services (laughs) (laughs) now i saw where canada's top doctor and this has been suggested here in the u.s as well before uh wear a mask while having sex oh uh, okay uh sure so if the airlines now say they've got their new rules now where you have to wear a mask on the airline and you have to wear a mask between bites so it used to be you could take your mask off if you were eating but now they want you to take your mask off take a bite of whatever food you're eating and then put your mask back on which is just incredibly stupid but that's their new rules right that's their new rules that they want uh, if you want to fly on their airplane so i guess that's going to be the rules at these brothels and having sex right you you know if you're going to skip kissing sure okay whatever but consider wearing a mask when having sex to protect yourself that's what Canada's chief medical officer said. So I guess if you're going to not wear a mask during sex, you're going to take it off in between. Well, you know what you're going to take it off in between doing. So, I mean, it's a little time consuming and a little cumbersome to have to keep putting the mask on and off each time you, each time you want to open your mouth and use it. But, you know whatever follow the rules follow the rules 